Okay, uh, we are in uh, pretty good shape this morning. Remember, we've got the county executive uh, coming upon us at uh, 8 o'clock. Also, the uh, smart guys, uh, Charles Walshine, Steve Schwartz, uh, at the bottom of the next hour. Now it's uh, on to the schools, and that's where we turn to uh, Aaron Hines and Alex Picarillo. Aaron, of course, the assistant superintendent over at Station Schools. Alex, the Board of Education President, and I believe we have both on the line, and uh, let's get them going. And we say a very good morning to both. Hope you're doing well. Good morning, Jay. Are you able to hear us? Morning, I hope Jay. so, Aaron. I got you. Alex, you sound in here. <laughs> How are you, Jay? Good morning. There you go. We got them both. We've got liftoff here. Uh, I'm doing well. Everything is uh, going uh, pretty good. Uh, Aaron, of course, if you if you. Think about the last name, Erin Hines. Her husband is the superintendent of uh, schools, one of our favorite guests over at uh, Fort Washington. Uh, used to be over at Patchogue Medford for so many years. Erin, let's start with you. Um, Sachem, massive district. We know the opening of schools, the plan in place by Friday. Uh, give me an update regarding that, and are you comfortable uh, as far as a possible opening of the, uh, of the doors come September here? Hi, Jay. Thanks so much. Um, yes, we're actually feeling quite comfortable with the plans that we have uh, started to put in place. We were very fortunate. We started our committee work uh, a little over about a month and a half ago, um, and that's really just a team effort of our Board of Education, community members, staff, and even students. So we've been playing around with ideas for quite a number of weeks now, um, and then obviously going through the regulations. For anybody listening um, in schools, you know that we received some guidance over the past two weeks that was quite lengthy. Um, but nonetheless, it did help us to start crafting out uh, better our plans that, that we were looking at. Um, at this point, uh, while we've been sending out some summary information to our community, we're just hesitating to send out our final plan until we hear word next week from Governor Cuomo. However, we do have our initial plan all ready to go and to uh, deliver that to uh, the New York State Education Department by Friday. Uh, we just had a big committee meeting yesterday, again, with, with all of our volunteers and our staff members that are a part of it, um, and we feel pretty confident. Um, are we ready for doors to be open? Well, certainly, Seachem is a very large school district, and so we're looking at a few different scenarios, uh, one being that at, no matter what model we have, uh, foundationally, every teacher um, will have and be running a Google Classroom with opportunities for live instruction should we ever have to go distance learning, uh, but also just keeping that as a foundation so that we're fluid between the three different models that we may have to look at, right? So full, full return with social distancing practices, uh, a hybrid or a blended model, and then distance learning, as I said. Um, first and foremost, we're really looking to make sure that we can hopefully return all of the elementary students as we know that care and just the social-emotional well-being of our little guys and girls are something that we're really focused on. And then at the secondary level, at the very least, looking at some sort of like an A, B day schedule. Um, but again, we're hoping that we'll be able to think out of the box, continue to do that, and look for um, just returning all of our students if we can. Question about it. Alex, we'll go to you on this. Uh, the Board of Education president over there at uh, Sachem, Alex Picarillo, Uh so, in essence, you know, we're waiting uh, pins and needles, you could kind of say, with the governor's announcement. And I've always said, you know, with the numbers as low as they are here on Long Island, I think you can kind of safely and coordinate methodically open up the doors. What was your feel when you heard that announcement from the top 
And uh, were you confident right then and there? And uh, how, how are you feeling today? I feel pretty good today. I think that the, the community is overwhelmingly ready to have everybody back in the buildings. Uh, the students, the staff, everybody all together. We've done an amazing job as working together as a unit with everybody that's involved, all the parents, all the students, all the community, all the administration, and all the staff. Um, it's been tremendous to watch everyone come together, share ideas, and, and try to put together a cohesive plan. And that's the key uh, right now. Aaron Hines, Alex Piccarillo, we're talking Sachem. Uh, we're talking the opening of schools. Aaron, uh, what about staff, teachers, administrators, uh, lunch monitors, janitors? Uh, you know, uh, many, I am sure, have concerns. Have you gotten any feedback from in and around the district in that regard? Yeah, so, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, Jay. Thank you. Um, so for us, you know, with all of the uh, recommendations and guidance that have been sent to us, obviously, first and foremost is the safety and health of our, not just our students, but our staff. Um, a big concern for us was, you know, should we have to go to a blended model or what have you? <clears throat> what would we do in terms of how those kids would be taught if they're at home? We don't have double the staff. And then on top of that, are our staff, um, whether they're custodial, teaching staff, what have you, are they going to feel safe to come back to school? Um, and so those are the things that we've been having conversation with. And, you know, I just go back to I think the success of our planning that we have and we're moving forward with really is kudos to our teacher union, our, our SETA, and our administrators union, along with our cabinet, um, because we've been talking the entire time, and we know that people are concerned, and we're just taking each um, each problem as, as we get it head on. We know that there are things that we don't know yet about what's going to happen. You know, you don't know what you don't know, but we feel confident that we'll continue to work together. Um, we're going to look to follow every safety precaution that we can. At the end of the day, right now, we have a child care program, and I know child care is a little bit different than, um, you know, typical school. They fall under different requirements. But we've had essential workers um, in terms of child care here at Sage in the past couple of months uh, run by scope, and they haven't had one case happen. And I attribute that to just really uh, making sure that they follow the health and hygiene rules that we're supposed to. So washing your hands continuously, making sure that the kids aren't commingled, making sure that there's opportunities for kids and staff to go back and forth with, uh, in our hallways, making sure everyone's wearing masks. And so when you look at the regulations, we're looking at not just strongly urge, but what are the must? What must we have in place to make sure everybody feels safe and secure? Um, and again, we're, we're happy to support our staff in making sure that they feel comfortable um, in the return just as well as our students. A daunting task, no, as far as co-mingling? I mean, how do you keep kids from doing that? Not only that, what about concerns for the parents, maybe grandparents living at home? Uh, maybe they have the underlying condition. Uh, maybe they are looking at this with uh, plenty of trepidation right now. What do you tell the parents, the grandparents, and everything else here? How do you assure them of safety and everything else in place? So a major portion of our committee work that we're having is to come up with uh, visuals and protocols and brochures that we're sending home to the family, as well as professional development training opportunities that we're offering to our community that talks about just those things, Jay, right? So 
um, routine hand washing, what's appropriate and how do you wear a mask properly, um, what should you do health screening-wise, because we know that we have to um, ensure that we have a health screening every morning for our staff and our students. Um, so what are the signs? What are things that you should be looking at? And then in terms of the schools, rigorous cleaning, making sure that there's a deep cleaning going on routinely throughout um, each week. Um, you know, those are the things that we are committed to and we've been doing all along uh, because while schools are closed, we've still had to run our school. Even though it might have been virtual, we've still had our own sort of, you know, essential workers here in SHM, our custodial staff, our clerical, uh, our cabinet administration, principals, even, even teachers that have come in to help us along the way. So I would say to them, you know, again, it really is about your comfortability level too. And in the guidance, one of the things that is a little bit of a stressor to us, and I can't lie, is you know, what accommodations we're supposed to be giving students and teachers should they not be able to medically return or the uncomfortability of it. And so we're not quite sure what that looks like yet, um, what that will mean in terms of how many people we have to serve who may not be coming into schools, whether it be staff or students. But no matter what, if a child is medically fragile, we'll make sure that we have uh, virtual learning opportunities um, in place for them. That was my next question, Alex, uh, you know, the kind of a virtual approach, hybrid, whatever you want to call it, uh, where maybe uh, maybe something in the plan could have something where, you know, you will have kids who will uh, obviously maybe be on the Zoom stuff uh, as well as uh, in-house, that type of thing. But I'm sure I'm sure that's part of the uh, the process. Correct. We'll throw that to correct. both of you. Correct. The district has done a tremendous job investing into Google. So, all you know, everyone is going to have a Google classroom. Everyone is going to be. Uh, we're, we're trying to get a device into everybody's hands, but at least every family is going to have a device available to them. There's training for parents. There's training for staff. And even if the students need to hop on for a training, there's something available for them. So what I'm, I'm most proud of, too, is the open lines of communication between the district and the community. Um, you know, we spent yesterday breaking the community up. We had a huge committee meeting with students and staff and parents and teachers and we broke everybody up, and we just answered questions. We kind of laid out what our, our, our basics of our three plans were, and then we spent the day answering questions, because I think one of the biggest fears in the community is not knowing. And there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, but we, we try every day to continue to work on it. We have an amazing cabinet led by Aaron and John here at Sachem, and, and they work all day, every day on the return to school. Important stuff. Aaron uh, Hines, uh, Assistant Superintendent. And uh, Alex Piccarillo, of course, the uh, BOE president. Uh, Aaron, what about the sports aspect? We know the the regional state championships uh, not to be had this year, uh, but there are some questions regarding sports in general. Is that a wait-and-see approach, that type of thing? And, you know, listen, I feel for the kids who are vying for scholarships, maybe need another year in play as far as the sports are concerned. Uh, what's, uh, what's that landscape look like right now? So, um, you know, as part of our conversation, athletics is, is a huge, you know, is a huge part, and not just for Sachem because of our history and just, um, you know, our love of sports here. I think that's for every school district. And as we know, sports have been delayed for now until September 21st. Um, and I think just like the academics where the kids were granted um, sort of like immunity to uh, the Regents exams, I think that this, this cohort of students is always going to be looked at a little bit differently in terms of entrance to college, and whether that's because of sports or whether that's because of, um, you know, monies that they would have gotten for academics. But for us, it, it has to be uh, not a wait and see because we definitely have uh, ideas in place for PE, sports, all of those things. 
Um, but we would never want to put something out to our community and then have to recant it. Uh, so Mr. Butel, who's our athletics director, and Ms. McEntee, our assistant athletics director, are working tirelessly with the rest of um, section and the other athletic directors to just come up with opportunities and plans for our students. At the end of the day, it's, it's sad, right? It's a sad time. We can't ignore it. We can't say that it doesn't feel frustrating for our students. Um, but we're hoping to come back strong, and we're going to make sure that whatever parameters need to be in place for sports, we will do that so we can start whenever they say we can. Certainly a very important aspect uh, as far as uh, any, any uh, school especially with Sachem, they've been such a powerhouse. What about the cuts? Uh, listen, we've talked about the prior to you coming on the air today, uh, some of the, the different uh, uh, stimulus packages uh, and, and, and pretty much centering around, you know, how much funding uh, is going to be in place as far as the colleges and the schools. What about the aspect not knowing exactly what that number is? Aaron, how do you operate that way? I know it's tough. Uh, we've heard the president sound off regarding opening of schools and lack of funding if there is no compliance in that regard. But what about the overall? We know deficits galore uh, exist here, not only in the counties and the state. How do you handle that aspect? So, uh, you know, we are fortunate here. Our deputy superintendent, John O'Keefe, um, he's done an amazing job really working with our board and the rest of the administration to make sure that our coffers are quite full. That doesn't mean that, unfortunately, if there's some sort of like a draconian cut, we wouldn't feel it like the rest of, of the folks in other districts. Uh, but we have not had to make cuts to any staff. Instead, we've decided to um, put aside for now capital projects that we were looking to do and other items like that and just really just really look at every code that we have and, um, you know, cut where we can and sort of reappropriate. Um, so we feel like we're in a, in a good place right now, but again, always being mindful of if the shoe ever drops halfway through the year, like we're hearing, obviously, rumors. Um, so, you know, with that, I think we're just, we're always mindful. We're pretty frugal here. Um, I think that's a good thing for any family. And here at Sachem and our family, we know that we are fortunate. We're hearing about other school districts that have had to make, uh, you know, cuts, uh, unfortunately, or take out programs. That's not us here. Um, but again, I think it's because we've been fiscally responsible for the past couple of years, and we'll continue to do that. We know about some revotes today in and around. I know 121 of 124 did pass uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mail-ins, impressive numbers without question. Valley Stream 13, Riverhead, Uniondale. Uh, up for the revotes today. How did Sachem fare as far as the numbers? You're going to have a bit of an increase there. Let's uh, let's set the uh, the tone for the listeners as far as where Sachem came out and all of this in that vote. Uh, I, I think the community came out overwhelmingly in the mail-in mm -hmm. uh, vote. We we passed the budget for over 60 percent. We were way under the the cap number. Uh, they see what John O'Keefe, the board, and the entire cabinet is putting forward is fiscally responsible. We're not, we're not trying to overtax anybody, and we're trying to keep all available programs together. And I think that they, at the end of the day, the way that it's been laid out, John does amazing presentations to the community. It's all transparent and in front of them. And I think that the community appreciates that, and they see that we're doing right by the kids by offering uh, amazing courses, sports, clubs, while, while keeping that number down. And, uh, you know, unlike the county, we do an amazing job of, of being in the green and, and, and not bonding out money that we'll be paying back forever. You know, Jay, we have over 55,000 residents, and uh, 
you know, I'm sure everybody knows that at the last minute we had to get out, you know, ballots to folks. And so we were able to do that successfully. And I think that was also something, you know, Sachem is large for sure. Um, but if you pre-plan and you have your ducks in order, you know, you can get it done. Uh, so that's, you know, we're kind of going with that mantra for everything around reentry as well. All right, a couple of more for you, uh, Aaron Hines, uh, Alex Picarillo. So where are we at with the testing, Aaron? ACT, SATs, uh, college entrance boards, and everything else coming into play. Where are we at as far as the overall state testing? So state testing, you know, as you know, there was a moratorium on it uh, for the remainder of this year, certainly with the regents. We're waiting to hear how that's going to play out for the following year. Um, I think for, for not just our district, many districts, uh, you know, the opt-out was something that's always pretty high for us. We've never really been able to, over the past couple of years, look at three through eight, but our regents' exams have always um, notoriously been high. Uh, we're very fortunate, again, our district is quite large, but we're at about 95% graduation rate, which is no small feat. I'm very proud of that. And when it comes to, like, the SAT, ACT, again, we, we do offer that. We're looking to do a smaller version of it come the fall. Our amazing guidance staff, led by Latisa Graham, um, is looking at different avenues, review classes, things like that for the upcoming school year. You know, but as I said about uh, athletics and then, you know, any academic scholarships, I think schools are definitely going to be looking at students a little bit differently from this cohort. And I'm already seeing just from my own family members who unfortunately are not going to be able to go to school in the fall and take more virtual classes, you know, you're popping onto those different websites, you're hearing from families here in the community, and some of the schools are already waiving those assessments. Um, I don't think that it's, it means don't take the test. It's still a very valuable thing for, for our students to, to undergo because it is a pretty rigorous test, the ACT and ACT. Um, but, you know, again, it's like everything else, sort of a waiting game. But every time we find out more information, we're sharing that with our community. You know, it's, it's almost on-the-job training. That's what it is. You know, you're getting different different pieces of news and whatnot that you have to pass on. Final one here, uh, Aaron and, and Alex, uh, you know, we talked about co-mingling and everything else. Uh, I'm just curious, a plexiglass in place between teacher and student, distancing as far as desks, uh, how is that being handled as far as the reopening is concerned? Right. So that's our next step here. Um, as far as plexiglass between teachers, at this point we're looking to do more of uh, just take everything out of our classroom, sort of set up a new sample one where we feel that the students will be socially distanced appropriately, the wearing of masks and or clear masks uh, so that students in need, you know, whether it be our little guys or uh, students with special needs, um, making sure that in the hallways we have things marked off appropriately, even when it comes to our gymnasiums, playgrounds, just making sure that everyone is aware of uh, the safe distance that we're supposed to be taking. Um, and again, just like regular drills, we're going to be doing hygiene drills, all of those different things so that it becomes more of a routine. But we also are mindful, and I keep saying this over and over again, you know, we do want to do what's best for kids. And we certainly don't want to make it so that the kids are coming back, they're so excited, but it feels like jail. So how do you do that within the parameters of the guidance? And that's been our planning mantra, is what do we have to put in place so that everyone feels safe, but so that it doesn't feel like you're not in the school? Um, our kids are really excited about coming back to this prospect of school, no matter if it's a hybrid model, a full model. But, um, you know, the, those are the types of things that we are putting in place. Well, it sounds like uh, you've got a great handle on things. And uh, continue good luck and everything else. Uh, listen, it's a tall task. 
But uh, certainly, if Sachem has it under control, I, I would imagine other districts uh, would follow suit here. So great job and all. like what I'm hearing here. Uh, Aaron Heights, Assistant Thank Superintendent you. over at Sachem. Alex uh, Picarillo, of course, the Board of Education uh, President. And uh, hopefully we'll talk down the road here. Thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Thank you, Jay, for having us. Thank you, Jay, very much.